The mother guys ain't got no style. We know what's up before we go down. This is the rundown. This is the rundown. If you ain't know the deal, I bet you know now. This is the fans' voice. You hear them both cows. This what the people need. What's going down, people, people? Welcome back to the Rundown South Podcast. Gotta know that. I'd like to thank y'all for joining me. However you're joining me, I do appreciate it. Hope you came from the rundown.com. That's D-A-Rundown.com. And you can get this podcast anytime it come out. Right up there on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, Google Play, wherever you want it, we got it. So we always here for you. And uh, today... Trying to get back on the hip hop thing because you know we just did that uh, Falcon Saints podcast. Shout out to them boys, Brian B. Enemy and Dave Show for coming through and showing some love and talking about that rivalry. And I guess we can talk about the game a little bit since I got my homie Easy right here in front of me and uh, joining me on Skype. I got Keith Nelson Jr. So I, I go in, the, in order. What's going on, uh, Slim? Man, what's going on with you, man? You know what I'm hey, saying? Bro, I see you working, man. You know what I'm saying? I, no, I ain't want to bring it up like that. You don't want to talk about the game last right. night, but we can we, talk about we the give, game. We give it five minutes, man. <laughs> but uh, like I said, we also got Keith Nelson Jr. from uh, Digital Trends. What's poppin', Keith? Yo, you know, chillin', man. I mean, if we if we got, I mean, the game is doing some wild and reckless shit. It'd be disrespectful to to listeners to not bring up what the fuck this guy is doing right now. So yeah, okay. I'm down for that. All right, so. Uh, I guess we go one thing at a time. So, since we in Atlanta, <laughs> straight in the A. I guess we talk about the Falcons real quick because I know you said you have little fancy implications, and of course, this is always a big rivalry. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, now, I'm not disappointed. Anybody that knows me, I root for the Saints. I'm a die easy fan, but I want them to go two and fourteen. <laughs> and go ahead and get Deshaun Watson. I've been saying it off the podcast and I brought the hashtag bond for Deshaun all day, every day. So, I don't know. You said that, you know, Drew Brees might give us like six, seven wins. I don't know about six or seven, but I don't think he's going to have y'all in the top five. Bro, I'm trying to get Deshaun. I don't, I don't think he's going to have y'all in the top five picks, man. Not Drew. Drew? Hey, Drew? man. You know, Drew. Drew wasn't even top five picks when he ain't had Sean Payton. That's true, but still, I mean, they ended up getting Phillip Rivers. Who? They got Phillip Rivers. What was that? That the year? No, that, I'm talking about the year he didn't have Sean Payton in New Orleans. Oh, oh yeah, they did go eight and eight. You know what I'm saying? True. They still was not top five. But uh, no, let's let's talk about the game last night. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Before we get to that, you trying to pick Deshaun, like Deshaun Watson be, over? You trying to transition from Drew Brees? I, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here shocked. Like, wait, hold up, we moving from Drew Brees? Look, man, it, it takes time to get these boys ready. And Drew Brees is 37. Okay. Signed an extension, so we got this year and next year on the books. After next year, he'll be 39. So we take yeah. him this year, get Deshaun. Let him sit behind Drew for a year or two, and then let him retire gracefully, 
And if Drew don't want to retire gracefully, <laughs> cut his ass. Straight up. But we gotta, we gotta keep an eye on the future. Oh, wow. That's why the Saints defense suck right now. That's it's savage, bro. That's so savage. savage. <laughs> Yo, how are you just gonna. Drew Brees? You don't gotta. Yo, if you keep. A year early instead of a year too late. Oh, that's savage, bro. Like he's like an icon in New Orleans, and you just gonna ax him out for Deshaun for some for, for some some rookie, a rook. Hey. I'm gonna keep one hundred with you. Black quarterbacks ain't shit when it comes to the league, bro. So you want so you want you want to exit out Drew Brees? You you hoping for another Cam Newton? Black yeah, quarterbacks ain't shit, man. Let's keep one thousand with everybody everywhere in the world. No time a black quarterback hit the league, he ain't shit. Now, Michael Vick was the shit. Then he did some. Did some shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and like Donovan McNabb, he was like, I'm not I give him his props. Donovan was solid. But he couldn't yeah. get he couldn't get over that hump. You know what I'm saying? But besides that, it's like you gotta go back in the old days, war moon and stuff like that, bro. Like Damn. you wanna bomb for the shit. Go ahead. Go ahead. I want I'm you just to say it. Bro. I want to. Look, I'm just not trying to end up like the Dolphins. Cause after mm. Dan Marino left, how many quarterbacks have they been through since then? That's nasty. You know, why gotta be this why it gotta be this draft? Is the wait? Is Lamar Jackson coming out the draft? No, Lamar Jackson is a sophomore and he's running spread option extra stuff. Like, bro, give me somebody who's running a little bit, somewhat. Oh, uh, okay. I'm, I'm so, like he's, he's good. Already. Yeah, he's good. But I'm just saying, like, if the defense is gonna suck like it do this year, we might as well just go ahead and tank one and go ahead and get Deshaun ready. He can sit on the bench for a year or two, and just like Aaron Rodgers, you know, maybe he so, can come back to be that guy. Why don't you just like rebuild the defense in the draft? Like, give Drew Brees one last. Look what happened with um, Peyton Manning. He had a noodle for an arm and HGH coming out of his neck. And he got a Super Bowl. <laughs> and he had he got a Super Bowl because Von Miller was eating everything Cam Newton was was giving up. Look I'm trying like see. give Drew Brees, just give him a, a a decent enough um defense. That man is short as shit and he's breaking every passing record. By the time he's forty, I'm telling you, give him, give him time. You might be the twilight years. You might be getting them, them golden twilight, them Brett Favre Vikings years. I'm telling you. Oh man, give him a defense. Just give him a defense. He'll end up doing that somewhere else for being the Wallace. Because now on the last podcast, I was talking to Brian B. Enemy um, from the Shot Fire podcast. He's right there doing his podcast, right in the heart of New Orleans, in the French Quarter. And basically how he described it was that Mickey Loomis, the GM, is really just the accountant and Sean Payton is really the GM because he gets exactly mm-hmm. what he wants. And if you notice their draft moves in the years past, trading up to get Mark Ingram, using the extra first round pick on Brandon Cooks. Like, those are things that they're good, but where is your problem at? Your problem is on defense. Drew Brees can elevate yeah. offensive talent. You can't elevate no defensive talent with Drew Brees. That's true. And that's what he's stuck at. And that's why I'm just like, you know what? Let's bottom out, get us a new quarterback, and then while the quarterback is getting trained up, just start building up that defense little bit by little bit. Because I, from my research, it takes a good three years or three drafts to get you a good defense. Oh, wow. I'm... I'm- let me just say, I never knew you were so analytical about football. I mean, it's only because of the, the trends. Like, when I notice something, I dig into it. You know? Yeah, okay. I, I got to scratch that itch. 
And mm. I know it's from Seattle, Denver, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. All these teams built their defense through the draft. And, mm-hmm. you know, damn near like 60% of the team is all draft picks. Okay. New Orleans got more free agents than any other team in the league. Shit. So they trying to buy defense and it doesn't work. It's just it's just one of them things, man. You got to draft the defense. You got to go through some tough years. Yeah. See, that's the thing about it. They don't want to go through, like, they don't want to go through tough years. I don't think you never want to intentionally go through tough years unless you like are in Philadelphia and you're in Sixers or whatever. But you don't want to just intentionally like well, you want to at least piece it together. And football is a very much football is even worse because you know that you go you go on a right streak, a little run, a, a little run at the right time. You never got to have a really amazing team. You got to have like a hot team. Yeah, shout you out got, Eli, man. Oh, come on. <laughs> Come on, you just had to mention Eli. I mean, that's exactly what he said. You ain't even got to have yeah. the best team. You just got to show I'm going to keep it real. Yo, I'm going to keep it real. Them 07 Giants, amazing. Amazing. I love them. David Tyree, Syracuse alum. What's up? However, that team wasn't. Come on, man. That Remember that season? They were nowhere near the Patriots. Every that time they won the Super Bowl, they was 8-8. Eight 8-8. Eight. Eight eight. That team was like, eh. <laughs> Eli was eh. And then, but when it came, that's why I can never Eli, shit on man. Eli. Because no matter what, whatever the numbers say, fuck the numbers. When it came time to win, yo, that that man took down Tom Brady twice in the Super Bowl. That's all you got to say. That's really all you got to say. I don't think he took Tom Brady. I think that Hall of Fame nah, defensive line nah. took down Tom Brady. Nah. You saw that pass he gave to Manningham on oh, the sideline nice. in the 2012 Super Bruh. Bread basket. Right in the bread basket. That was picture... Eli's a bad boy. In that in that fade he gave over to um Plexico. He I'm telling you, and also let's not underestimate the evasion he did when he got out of that tackle to make the helmet catch even. Son, Eli Manning, I don't know what it is about him, but for some reason when the shit gets like when it's time to put the chips on the line, he's better than he's better than his brother. When it when it comes to that, when it comes to like, yo, it's it. This is it. It's over if you don't do something right now. He's better than his brother. I think that he, just comes from him being the youngest brother and basically knowing that if he don't get his shit together, he's gonna get his ass whooped. <laughs> Archie over there, like Eli, throw that spiral. Throw that. Do you think Archie Manning was like Joe Jackson? The- <laughs> <laughs> he had the boys. <laughs> yeah, that's a great visual. Oh, he, was, he was so salty. His career was so whack and shit. He was like, you boys better. Eli, get your ass over here. Go and get switch. <laughs> Go and get switch. Oh, no, man. I, I'm, a, I'm trying to figure out. Like, I can just see him just being mad and shit at Cooper. Like, why you couldn't be like them? Had <laughs> yeah, Cooper hiding in the bed playing with rats and shit. Right. <laughs> Yo, that's why you never see Cooper. Niggas over yeah. bring him out the house. Yo, get to the fucking basement. <laughs> no, bro. I'm about to say Cooper got a job now on Fox NFL now. A word? Yeah. Like, oh, they, got, they got like a pre pregame show, and he be doing bits on there. Wait, the pre pregame? Yes. How you a man and then you be on the pre pregame show? <laughs> that's like me. 
No, I'm saying it's the pre pre. That's what I'm saying. He's a manny. How do you dare put me on the pre pre game show? Do you it's know who just my Cooper? But do you know who my daddy and my two <laughs> brothers who is? No, I will fire you. <laughs> yo, yo, comedy bits. Like, um, that's the utmost disrespect. I'm on the pre pre game show. That's like the the pre game show for the news before the real pre game show come on. Bro, Archie Manning finessed Eli Manning out of the Chargers jersey on draft day, and he couldn't get Cooper on national TV. <laughs> on national TV, he couldn't get on with the pre pre game show. Did you remember Eli's face when he got drafted? Son, I've never seen somebody like, damn, I fucked that girl. Shit. You're <laughs> like, oh man. <laughs> He said, Daddy, <laughs> yo, Cooper was on the phone ASAP. Hold up, hold up. Fuck, this shit ain't going down. This shit ain't going down. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that, that, he was right, though. Because look hey. at San Diego or look at New York. Yep. Like I we, can't. I, yeah. Like we said before we started the podcast, it seemed like Philip Rivers just stuck in like a four point deficit for the rest of his life. A part of me thinks he. A part of me thinks he didn't want Eli to have to go through his brother to get a Super Bowl. Oh yeah, I heard that cover time. I heard yeah, it on Daily I think that's a big like because he was like, e you're Eli, and he's paying. You're not gonna be paying. Lo and behold, <laughs> nigga was like, "Fuck you, daddy." <laughs> yeah, I'm this. I got the rings, but about with the game and um, Meek Mill, I definitely. Don't want to say, man. We've we, we been going hard on this football. We, we might have to do the whole podcast, bro. That's why we got to do this every week because we have so much bandwidth to unload every time we get up. The pre pre show? Yeah, man. They got to go on the pre pre game show. Uh, Starring Cooper. I'm about to say, what the. Uh, I, I forgot who was on there. Some called Dave they Wanstead and Colin and some other folks on that guy. But, anywho. <laughs> You know what I call you for. I call yep. you because the game going nuts so on mm. Meek Mill and like mm. why does Meek Mill like taking L's so much? <laughs> like, bruh, why how does he keep finding the L? It's like he has the L detector. You know? It's like he get on the internet and something just oh they want L right there. And he just jump on it. Yo, it's this is, and I think Meek Mill's our age. I mean, I mean, I think Meek Mill's like what twenty. He's like our age, like that, right? He's of our generation. He's of our generation. I still think Meek Mill keeps taking L's because he is a millennial gangster rapper, and for some reason, for some odd reason, this is the only generation of gangster rappers I've ever seen who will sacrifice any sort of like credibility in the battle just because of, just to make a song sound good. Like when I heard him do that, ooh, I was like, what the fuck? You're in a battle right now. You are trying to destroy game and you're gonna say, you're gonna do the ooh shit just because that's the part of the song that's hot? And then game from the old school, game games from the old school, I'm. The old school, you know, I, I grew up on no Vaseline, bar after bar after bar. I'm going to destroy you. It's not going to be no hook. It's not going to be some I'm rolling with a rollie and shit or I bag this bitch. No, it's every single bar is I'm eating into your, your, your credibility. Meek didn't do that because now it's all about Snapchat and 
can you make the most memes and shit and niggas ain't concentrating on like really killing motherfuckers like because he's from Philly, and I thought he was a battle rapper. I really thought that he would be more equipped for some stuff like this. But Yo, apparently not. It's surprising. Like, what? Easy. When you first heard Meek's response to Game, and, and the song was over, what went through your head? I mean... I have a different outlook on the whole thing as a whole. But when I heard it, I was like, that's that's what's good nowadays. Mm -hmm. Like, if you look at everything, it's so easy for you to become a a platinum artist, for you to get money in the so-called rap game nowadays. To where you got little knuckleheads, Meek Mill, catching L's, but don't care they're catching L's because they're getting money. Mm-hmm. Mm. You kind of you get what I'm saying? So yep. Yep. it doesn't matter how hard game went, what we think about what game just did. Meek Mill is Nicki Minaj's side piece. <laughs> so which means he's he's gonna he's gonna get his money and, and I mean I, I seen him say it in the video I mean in, in the interview after the Drake L. He was like, everybody say I took an L and ooh, 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 but I, I'm getting this amount of money, I'm getting that amount of money, and that's basically all, that's all everybody care about. It's not about the credibility, who can get the best bars, who just really won the battle. If the person is still out here getting money, then it doesn't matter. Because if you go back to the old beefs, 50 Cent and Ja Rule. Yeah, yep, I was just classic. If you go back to T.I. and Lil Flip, like these guys murdered, murdered their income. Mm-hmm. Yes, took the whole career out. I mean, everything out. And it's like, you can't do that nowadays. So it's like, it's just another song on the radio. Yeah, and it's like... It's another, another diss. Shit. And, and I think that's kind of why... That kind of would explain why he went about it the way he went about it. Like, I mean, he knew what happened after Drake. And he gave that he gave that weak-ass... That weak-ass diss. I, I think that's definitely true. But I think that it's it's... In this day and age where your credibility is always under a microscope, that's kind of why Drake and Meek Mill keep sending they, they they still keep sending shots. It's like it's like the battle arena is still there. Niggas still doing the battle shit. Like, yo, we I want to make sure you hear my bars, but now it's more so in a promo kind of way, or like I'm just keeping up the the image of like, oh yeah, I don't fuck with this guy no more. So I'm gonna mention him on on, on this song or do something on that song. But like this nigga Meek Mill. First of all, why the, why the, f- yo, when game, if you're going to have somebody, this is like the Donald Trump shit. If you're going to have somebody on your record, please fact check them, Meek Mill, no matter if they Beanie Siegel or anybody else. This nigga, this nigga Beanie Siegel said in one call, I'm in LA in three hours. Game said, that's a five hour flight. And yeah. I was like, Three bars, Beanie, and you couldn't even make sure one of them was true. Come on, you got. You See, got I, look, I look at it like I look at it, everything is a a sort of a publicity stunt because, yeah. like I said, the way music is nowadays, it's not like oh, Game won the battle, Drake won the battle. I'm not about to go buy a Meek Mill album anymore. 
You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It's not like that. It's more like, okay, I might not really listen to him, but now with the streaming game, every time he drops a single, I'm like, man, let me see what this lame ass nigga Meat Mill done put out. <laughs> but even though you listen to it at one time, he's getting money. So you, it's like everything is still generating money, even That's the whole true. beef. So you think that there's no more winners and losers in battles? No, they both win it. Everybody's winning because everybody get their streams up. Meat Mill probably earned some new fans who never even heard Meat Mill before, before the beef. But you don't think that Meat Mill is now associated with like, like you, like you may still be big. Like, I mean, like Jabra was still selling millions of records when 50 Cent came out, but he was then associated with like, you know, you're now the the, the symbol of, of being a loser. Like, I mean, you, you're making money, you know, of course, because you're famous, but isn't it? I think that might be the new. But see, Ja Rule stopped making money because he was still going on album sales. So people were just like, I'm not yeah. messing with you, Ja Rule. I'm not going to the I'm not going to the store to buy your album. Now it's like, I'm not messing with you, Meek Mill. But let me see. What, I, I I got the ability to listen to this little snippet or this one track uh, what you got out. So let me listen to it real quick. And it still generated stream, which generates cash. I finally get what you mean. It's easier before. It, it was easier to totally block block out somebody who lost a battle. Now it's like. It's so convenient to listen to music. It's like you're never going to really stop listening to the person because they lost. Unless you just don't click the button. And, and, yeah, and not only <laughs> that, that makes sense. But like, when you just look at the times, and you know, we've been—I'm calling this the Twitter era because everything kind of switched up after everybody decided to get on Twitter. Uh, the thing is, you look at one-hit wonders. Like one-hit wonders aren't even really one-hit wonders like that. Like they used to be because there's still social media. You still see them. You still can hear from them. They popping up everywhere. And the same goes for like the beat. You know, no matter what, even if you do take the L, you still on social media. You still got over, you know, 200,000 mm -hmm. followers. You know, you still doing shows and all this different stuff. So it's, it's because everybody is so visible, the L doesn't go as hard as it used to. Because once Ja had hit and he tried to come with the clap back, we was like, you know, turn it off. <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> Wow, that's true. But uh, but CL, don't you, do you think that Ja Rule started making worse music? Like, do you think his music started to suffer or was he making the same kind of music and it wasn't connected? No, the problem was he was putting too much energy in the 50 and he, he stopped doing what he was good at. Mm. He was trying to gutter it up a little bit too much. Yeah, man. I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I can't even sit back in front though. I can't lie or nothing. Before Fifty, Ja Rule was one of the hottest niggas in the streets, bro. <laughs> yep. All, yep. All day. I mean, yep. I ain't gonna lie. I still go back and listen to Love Is Pain, Pain Is Love album sometime. Three sixteen, just a few hits off of it. But he was that guy. And that, Yo, show, that, that show you what image to do to you too, though. Yeah. He held he held some rep, some Billboard record for the most like concurrent number one singles in different genres and shit. Like he was like it was it was a time when Murder Inc was running radio. Like yeah. All you heard was was rain rain on me, foolish. That Mary J Blige joint when he was on, I forgot what that was called. J -Lo like joint. So he just yeah, run. Yo, that J-Lo joint was all you saw on MTV that summer. All you saw. Yeah, and that first time when I got the CNN coverage, too. 
Cause I see first time Jalen said nigga, and I was like, even I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, oh. I was like, all right. Okay. I don't even know what time it was, because if you was hitting for her back, she'd you let her go. <laughs> I was 14, not for nothing. I just got my first Spanish girlfriend too, so like I was like, alright, you know, I guess it's alright. We live in the same struggle. You know what I mean? We can rock with it. Hey, I Kind of like flipping a little bit and talking about game because oh, oh, man. I love game in depth, you know. But for whatever reason, it's like his his music hasn't had the same impact as it once did. And I'm trying to figure out like he don't seem to have fallen off any. Like, but I'm trying to figure out like what's going on with him. Like, why he can't get back to his spot? Oh, can, can I raise my hand? Let you know why. Oh, go ahead. Okay, I'm sorry. Um. I don't know if you all seen this. This might be a public service announcement to a lot of you. Mm-hmm. But um, the game sucks right now. now <laughs> not, and I'm not talking about, I'm, I'm sorry, I might have said that the wrong way. If the game hears this, I didn't mean it like that. The rap game oh. sucks right now. Okay. Okay, so with the rap game sucking right now means the game sucks right now. Because they don't want to hear the game. They too busy trying to listen to this little boat guy, little yachty guy. You oh, know what I'm saying? Man. What's the other? What's the, bro? Okay, I, man, I just started stuttering because I got mad thinking about this. <laughs> did, did y'all y'all saw the cipher, yes. the double XL cipher, and all that stuff, right? Like y'all saw the hip hop cipher, the BT cipher. Man, this is why the game sucks. This is why J Cole is probably thinking about retirement. This is why you don't get a lot of Kendrick. Yeah, you know because yeah, the yeah. game does not want that. Like I, me and you had this conversation the other day about the music yeah, I'm making yeah. right now, and how I gotta kind of fing dangle it from what I really, really want to do, right? Just so I can be heard. You know what I'm saying? The t- different type of beats, the way I say stuff. I still try to keep my stuff, my message the same, but the way I say things, I gotta say it differently because if I say it like I want to. Sounding like Cole or sounding like the game or somebody, it's not gonna be received well. Cause I'm not on Jesus' turn. Shimmy, shimmy, I'm shimmy, oh, she, 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 the game has still been like when you told me like that's like he like easy explained it perfectly because when you was asking the question like the music ain't hitting i was like nigga the documentary two was one of the best albums last year like that motherfucker is still putting out flames like he has that's the thing about game is like the inverse fabulous he makes some of the most amazing bodies of works but his singles are just like you're trying too hard. Like, you're really trying. Like, when he lost 50, he really lost the ability to make a hit. Like, that was... I think that's what it is, that he's not in the national consciousness anymore. Along with the game sucking, he stopped really being, like, a hit maker around Doctor's Advocate. Like, after that, he, he was more so like a, I'm checking out the game because he's in this beef. 
so I heard this song, or he or his diehard fans, which I don't want to discredit his, he's got a lot of diehard fans who check out his album. That was also a big thing, but then he really wasn't making hits. That I mean, that's kind of why he's not like hit into some people, but, but do you he's. Think, you think that has to do with like the style of music comes from? Because if you look at the game right now, the West Coast don't really put out hits. The rest of the West Coast puts out a lot of lyrical, mm. lyrical talent. You know what I'm saying? Like, really, when's the last time Snoop even had a hit? That's true. There's well, a lot of hits that come out of the West. Actually, Snoop, Snoop, well, Snoop had a hit with that sexual healing. That, that was, I was, I was, that was, that was like a decade ago. Real talk, bro. No, no, no. Wasn't that the um, the the, the shit with the um, the the fucking seventies video where he was singing the shit, That's sexual like seduction. Years. Oh no, if you talking about that guy, that old five years. That was a pretty, that was a pretty big, but that was almost that was between like a five years and a decade, like seven years ago. Which, you know what? You're right. Like the West Coast isn't isn't really playing out like a lot of hit, like a, a lot of hit type music. Um, even YG, my nigga, shit was a hit by accident. Like that's that the was guy just, that's putting out hits on the West. Yeah, he is. Well, that's because he sounds like he's from the South, at the same time. True. True. Uh, it's, that's a little to me. YG got a little integrated style, but if you look to the album, he try to keep his Cali roots on him. But you can definitely tell that he's made in the mold. Of a southern rapper, <clears throat> or I, I guess you could say a less lyrical rapper overall. Would you consider Kendrick a West Coast rapper at this point, or just a rapper? He's a um. That's a good one right there. I, I wrestled with that over the past like couple of months when I listened to like to to him Butterfly because I was like, if I never knew he from the West Coast, I might have not known he was from the West Coast. Never. Put on for him though. No, he, he he do, but it's not like in his dialect. It's not like in like it's more so like when he mentions stuff in the West Coast, it's a, a, a specific reason he's mentioning it. Right. I feel like maybe I'm wrong. It's not like a bad thing, but it almost feels like it's not. He's not ingrained in it. Like like a song like uh, Institutionalized, when he's talking about bringing his homies over. It's it's like he's not making them like a science project, but it's, it's almost like it's now like they're just a narrative piece. It's not almost. It's not like oh, I was hanging out there yesterday, or I'm. A, I talk like this, so I I always say bumped in and shit, or I just know these things because I was just there. Like he don't just randomly mention shit that he was just like I was at Roscoe's the other day or some shit like that. Like I don't know. It just feels like maybe I'm overthinking it. But do you? Th- but do you think like how do you feel about that? I think I'm, I'm. Now that I'm thinking about it, I wouldn't consider him a West Coast rapper. I would say he's a rapper from the West Coast. Okay. Yeah, okay, that that's probably how because I can definitely hear the influence him being on Aftermath and you know the Dr. Drake influence is definitely present in there. So, I guess is that a? I got a question though. Like, if he's if he's not a West Coast rapper, then what is he? <clears throat> oh, I feel he's ascended to. This is because like it's like he's ascended to the. And it's gonna sound like some Dragon Ball Z shit, but he's gotten to the point of being so ubiquitous that I, like he's gotten to that level of like the Jay Zs, the Nas not like in a legacy standpoint, but in 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 terms of his artistry has spanned so much so soon that I feel like he's kind of where they were, because Jay Z was like when he came back from retirement, he he hasn't been a, a a New York rapper for about a decade. You know what I mean? Like Jay Z stopped being a New York rapper when he like retired. 
even but maybe even before that he was you yeah nah, you can still consider him a New York rapper. He was still very much, you know, in the Sean culture and saying certain things. But I feel like Kendrick is at this point where he covers so much different ground. He's just he's just like a uh, he's just like a, a guy who's he's 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 more of his art form than he is his location, his upbringing. That's what I feel. So technically, he's a, he's a hip hop artist. Yeah, he, he's a hip hop artist. Like Kanye's not a Chicago rapper. Like yeah. Kanye sounds nothing like Chief Chief Keef or anybody from Chicago. Or even like he doesn't even sound like Chance the Rapper, really. Oh. Like, he, yeah, you got a point there. And since you brought that up, it's a good time to segue. Segue. Talk about <laughs> Chance the Rapper and all of his independence that he's out there going all willy nilly. The most important rapper out right now, Chance the Rapper. Okay, so. Oh, that's a bold statement. He's doing. I'm about to say, bro, considering what he got going on, he's doing some things I've never seen. Yes. Ever. In my life. What is he doing exactly that you've never seen? Okay, for for one, this, 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 um, this whole, you know how like now streaming and all of this stuff, um, accounts to album sales and stuff like that. Like they, they, they do that now, but I remember. There was an article that came out that said that Chance the Rapper's acid rap was so in demand in 2012 that somebody put it into a, a physical copy, put a barcode on it, and sold so many copies it charted on Billboard. And then, like three or four years later, he's now getting—he's the first rapper to ever go on Billboard from just streaming. He's the first rapper to bring all of these artists together under one umbrella for a, a, a festival like just by himself no never been signed never had a big push ever he has no hit singles he has no i he he does not have one identifiable song that's the thing that really makes me impressed by him so many people know him yet if you ask them what's the one song you like about chance like i mean the average person not the hip-hop head a person who's like been following there's a person who just oh well he's they don't really they they, they know the body of works they know coloring book they they, they they he's the one rapper who i know from people who don't know the song from him they know bodies of works and that's he's he's that's what makes him to me so important he's the one of the last people still like does anybody care about a mixtape you know he's one of the only niggas that's keeping that spirit alive of yo this is just rap this is just rap. That's it. Like you don't gotta be. That's it. You don't gotta do these crazy theatrics. It's just rap, and that's that's I like I fuck with that. Singing like Drake. He yeah. Got, you know, no auto tune like Future. I mean, he got some auto tune, but it's not like Future. I mean, it's just like he is his own person, and this dude is basically using all these different platforms to further himself. He's I even mentioned that, man. That's dropping, crazy. Uh, you know the the coloring book show being live on title, but then also having your album exclusively dropped on Apple for like, two weeks. Only Apple. Two weeks. Like, so it's like this dude is pretty much able to move exactly how he wants to because he's not held down by anything. I and then people, I, got, I think I got, I think I know what how what y'all mean when y'all say this. And but I feel like it's the artist in them. 
because mm. of his music. Because everybody can't move the way he's moving because everybody's not making that type of music. True. Okay, so let's take it back maybe a year or so. Kevin Gates. Kevin was Gates was so? taken off. Yeah. But Kevin Gates can't touch everybody and be everywhere like Chance the Rapper because his music can't be received like that. Mm-hmm. Chance the Rapper is not talking about the same thing. You know what I'm saying? He might, he might say have a few drug references, but it's not like Kevin Gates. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's, he's not the, the street rapper. And I think that's what that's what hinders a lot of art musicians. A lot of well, a lot of hip hop music, hip hop musicians, is that their music isn't received everywhere, so they can't be on every platform. I'm not gonna say platform as far as title, title on Apple Music. Right. But they can't be in, they can't be in every crevice, right? Because mm-hmm. they're going to the wrong corner. They're gonna they gonna get blackballed out, or their music is just not gonna get received. Or the, you know, the white people gonna be looking at like, what are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Like Chance the Rapper, you can put him on what's that? The, what, the white station 969 whatever that I don't, I don't know the yeah. channel, you know what I'm saying you can put him on that channel and he's gonna ride I see what you're saying and, so. and the fact that he's also touching the real hip hop it's like more crossover friendly yeah like he's really going to grab the Waynes and the 2 chains. you know what I'm saying like he's touching everybody and and it's really like you said it's, it's amazing you know what I'm saying it's amazing how he's doing things but he's showing you that if you keep it Remember how we had this conversation like about the podcast a couple days ago? Yeah. If you keep it somewhat family friendly, you can touch everybody. You know what I'm saying? You can you might be a C chance rapper on Disney soon. But isn't that I mean, at the end of the shouldn't that be the goal is to make it not I don't I wanna say family friendly, but kind of reel them in with the family friendliness and then make them more used to the tough reality. Cause I think it's it's a it's an ebb and flow in society, and like people are used to certain things at certain times. And I think Chance the Rapper is at a time right now where people are used to motherfuckers normalizing being weird. Like if you look at all, and I know TV isn't like the barometer of society, but it's a it's a pretty good mirror of what people like to watch. Nowadays, it's like TV is based on villains and people who are just weird and. And there's not these super squeaky clean. There's not like how many family shows are, are, are really out there besides Blackish. It's not really that many big family shows where it's like, oh, let's all be happy. It's like he's showing you that there's having him and a Kendrick Lamar who 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 make who make these brash and very unapologetic albums are like kind of in that vein of like, yo, I'm. I might be villainized because I'm polarizing and it's kind of like that's what the world is right now that's why Donald Trump is a fucking nominee for president because motherfuckers are like yo I just I, I don't want to hear politicians I don't want to hear bullshit I don't want to hear the family friendliness I think what Kevin but then again the same token for someone like Kevin Gates he couldn't really pop off the same way how a lot of these other artists can't pop off because they don't have diversity of topics like they get one and that's the and I think that's the central problem of, of these artists these days is it's so like success is so fleeting these days. It's so hard, it's so it's so easy to lose money and to and to not be famous and to be famous that when you hit it, it's even more of an incentive to just keep mass producing it. Keep doing the same type of like I mean look at Gucci Man. You yeah. he gets one song that works, he's gonna do eight of them. You know what I mean? And he's from before this fucking mass production shit. 
And now it's like this is like this is a whole new generation of people's future. One song pop up, I'm gonna make eight of those kind of songs. Cause you're gonna keep getting this kind of shit. And that and that works for some artists, but if you can't if you're not sitting back with, and working on it and really curating it to like yo, I this fan's going like that. That fan's going like that. If you're just doing it because, like, I, I, let me just make four more of these songs. Uh, this is who I am now. Then you're gonna lose. You're gonna either get that small fan base because you're limiting to your, limiting yourself, or you're just gonna fade out. Like, I mean, I think that's. I think Chance represent is like that guy who just represents like the complexity and diversity of how people are like looking at the hero now. Who they want to hear? Who they want to identify with? You, you, you can't be one thing. You got to be a bunch of things at once. Funny you said that because you brought up Gucci and I thought about Gucci and then I thought about T.I. And the thing about Gucci is like he's been able to ride off what he was because he's like the grandfather of a lot of this or the godfather of a lot of this stuff that's going on in Atlanta right now. All my children. <laughs> and so like he, he's been able to like basically uh, solidify his legend status with the internet. But as far as like T.I. go, T.I. is the one that made the, the change over, that took the growth, because he went from Dope Boys in the Trap to the T.I. versus T.I.P., you know, all the way up to like Paper Trail to where you really see this dude taking his time, getting the studio with Just Blaze and Wyclef and really getting out there exploring sounds and different subjects and and all type of stuff and he, he got out of the just being a dope boy thing and I think that's what's holding guys like Kevin Gates it's a kind of the reason why Jeezy is just gonna forever be the snowman and nothing more uh, but they like they have to diversify and they really have to take the craft seriously you got people like Future who's just straight up hustling there's nothing else to the music except it's a hustle you say you love doing music all you want, but I can see through it. And you putting out three albums and you just like burp on the track and it's gonna spin because Metro Boomin is killing the beat. So I'm, 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 I'm really excited about what Chance is doing because I'm, I'm getting a little bit of everything that I like to get from my artists. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> He's speaking that gospel too. Like that's hard to push, which is ironic. I mean, it's hard to push that like kids out here singing, singing about God and shit and, and being happy. And I mean, like if when you when you watch that stream of the magnificent coloring day at U.S. Cellular Field, the first ever festival ever at that stadium, and the first concert in like thirteen years, like those things from a rapper, fuck just being like a new rapper, a rapper is like. Is amazing. Those kids knew every word. Like not, and I don't, and I don't mean like on some like, oh, they know the lines that are hot. It was almost like a choir when he did his um ultra light beam verse. Quite like they knew every word. They it, it, it was it was it was goosebumps. I'm not gonna lie. When I and I was watching it on a fucking TV screen, and I was like, holy shit, this guy is commanding. It's like and like it's him, Kendrick and Drake. Like those to me, and I and I and I'll give J Cole too. I think those are the four most important rappers of this, like right now, as of right now, the four most important important rappers. I mean, Future is a popular rapper. I don't think it's important, but I think those four rappers definitely ship where the game goes. Because I mean, 
Chance is on title streaming and dropping albums on Apple Music, but then Drake is getting a billion streams on Apple Music. It's like these guys are shifting the culture in a way that mm, they gotta see where they go with it. Real quick, man, because I want to talk a little bit of Atlanta, and then we got the bounce. But what, what do you think and, about uh, what Drake and Apple are doing over there? I, I saw you just wrote the piece where you know Drake just hit a billion streams. Yo, Drake just hit a. Bi- the thing about the streaming game, and I, I don't want to get too deep into it because this could be like a whole, whole album conversation. But Drake represents the insanity and the confusion that is the streaming game, like. Nobody knows these these unless like besides Spotify who has like a actual um chart that shows you how many streams um each song gets, the top 200 strongs. There's nobody knows how many streams these artists get. Like, there is no like they might have the top the, the like a list of the top songs, but nobody knows how many streams Drake is getting Apple music. So when he gets this plaque of a billion streams from a company that is always notoriously quiet about stuff. And, they, and now they're presenting it. It wasn't even like a, a press release. That's the thing that really surprised me and really made me go, yeah, Drake is a very powerful artist. Apple don't just let announcement just go. <laughs> like, this is the home of Steve Jobs, um, the home of these fucking, um, fucking Apple conventions that people fly out to. And they make big grand statements. So for them to be like, oh, yeah, our first billion stream album from Drake, let, let Drake put it on his Instagram. Like, though, like he's sewn in to Apple to the point where it's like, it's incredible how much he's been able to like ingratiate himself with this kind of with these kind of big companies like Nike, Apple Music. Like, it's it's it gets to a point where I'm like, what, what else can he do with with Apple Music? I mean, you got the radio show, you're gonna drop album, you just drop the movie. I'm impressed by what he's doing. However. It just feels a taste of vanilla ice. I don't. It just a little bit, like on a on a bigger level. Like a, he's so much bigger than any vanilla ice ever. But it just feels like I, I don't know. It don't feel like a hip hop win. It don't feel like a hip hop like views going a billion streams does not feel like a hip hop win. It feels like okay, so this. Druggy R and B ish rap stuff is the new wave. It's pop, man. I mean, you. But that goes back to what I was saying earlier about the stream. Like, like it's so it's so saturated. Like a billion streams, and you never know. A hundred million might, might have been a people that weren't even fans. They just clicked it. Yeah, you know saying just to see, and that that kills everything. That's the confusing. That's why it's so everybody. confusing. It's like, how do you count them? How do you even count the streams? Like. I, like, do they count for like the first ten seconds, and then that's a and that's a stream? Cause you get a couple of seconds, people, and that's and by the time you get like before anybody listens to a full song, you might have just sold ten thousand copies. I want to say, mm. I think they said you you have to hit a minute threshold. I, I was reading about. I'm gonna look that. I gotta look that up. I gotta look that up. Cause I know YouTube counts only with the first like I think five or, or ten seconds. They only count that, and, that, and that's a view. So as long as you stay there for ten seconds, it's like okay. Yeah, it's, it's, they do some weird math, but I know one thing: when Drake decides to start doing rap albums again, I'll please again. Right now, please. I'm totally checked out. Well, hold on, Drake. When has Drake ever done a rap album? True. True. 
Um, true. Yeah. I he mean, did he one mixtape. He just didn't write it. He did one mixtape. Room, so um, um, comeback it, season. Yeah. I give him that. I mean, so far gone was kind of a rap album. Yeah, yeah. You know what? We, yeah, let so let's far give him some bars. He had a whole bunch of bars. So far gone, like even Thank Me Later had a bunch of bars. It, it, I think the problem is is not about do you have the bars, but do you purposely make the bars the most the, the highlights of the song. Like I, I know you can't choose what people connect to, but you can tell where you're steering them by the kind of songs you make. Like when he when you saw how long Take Care was, like Take Care is as there's a part in Take Care where it sounds like a 20 minute love song. <laughs> like as at one point I'm like, when did the song change? And like I get the same feeling and nothing was the same. It, and that is a a, a, a good thing because a great sequence in, but at the same time it's like when are you gonna rap like why why is it a imagine a question why is it a problem to ask a rapper to rap why do you get why do people get villainized or vilified for that oh come on man like he ain't some rapidy rapidy I'm not asking for that why can't he just rap like what's the? What do you think he? Why do you think he's afraid of that? Or, or why do you think he doesn't do that? I don't know, man. Because he's not writing that much. <laughs> that might that might be an issue. He just like, well, I just want to do what I'm more comfortable doing. You know, just writing love songs because them bars ain't for me. I'm so man. I don't know. I, I flip flop on Drake. I used to love Drake to death, and now I'm just not in it. Are you not in it because of what Meek Mill said? Nah, I ain't had nothing to do with Meek Mill. It's just with it's the music. That's all it is. So. You think the quality of the music is taking I mean, uh, like the like sonically, it sounds good. It's just not what I want from Drake. So I, I'm confused. Like, what do you want from Drake? Because to me, Drake hasn't changed. Drake comes and he he spits his bars and he spits his love song. Then he spits his bars. He spits his love song. He helps on whatever swag yeah, is high. I'm saying like he hasn't. And we talk about Drake too much. I was trying to move on, but the thing that I want from Drake is what i fell in love with his music which is the the so far gone type stuff you so know? you want the young money drake i guess you could say that I, I just i want him to rap you know like i'm used to getting some really strong rap records because i'm like you said it's nothing different he's doing you know rap love song rap love song but it's the rap songs aren't as strong and mm-hmm. they're not even making radio Usually the rap song would make the radio, or at least one of them, but I haven't heard one yet. But he, but what he did on hype, like hype is for all of that of views is probably to me one of the two best songs on the, on the album. And like he just straight, it's a blend of that singy song rap shit. Like he he was kind of doing the na 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 like that kind of like dancing around kind of flow. And I fucked with that, but because he was still spitting hard over like hard ass drums, I think the problem is he doesn't want to. He, he has a certain goal he's trying to hit, and he wants to get there before he, I guess, experiments. Kind of like Jay Z with the whole like, I'm, I'm raping Def Jam, so I'm the hundred million man. Like he has a goal first he wants to get to, and if this is what sells records, he's going. Because guess what? Views did a billion streams. We're going to get a double album. Of views, it's gonna be, it's gonna be hot and cold. He's gonna be hot. Yo, I'm telling you, it's gonna be one of those 
one of those sweatsuit albums. I mean, it's gonna be one of those Nelly sweatsuit albums. So, so you don't think it's just a, a case of um, an artist being an artist, like artist being more hungry and, and have more fiery when they first come in, and then as they progress, they want to get more personal and have a mm. different swag and I guess mature with the music. Because I mean, I, to me, that happens with a lot of art. Like right now, yeah. I listen to Jeezy, but I don't listen to, to the Jeezy like I would listen to Thug Motivation Jeezy. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not the same thing. Same thing with T.I. I listen to T.I., but this is not the trap music T.I. You know what I'm saying? This is not the um the urban legend T.I. So it's kind of different. So do you think that might be the same thing with Drake? Is He's not giving you that, I, I wish I could fuck every girl in the world, Drake, anymore. You know what I'm saying? He's giving you he, more him. I can't even say him because I don't know who writes this stuff anymore. But you know what I'm saying? He, he's, he's making it more deeper. Like He's maturing with the music a little bit. I definitely... That's definitely a... Uh... That definitely could. That definitely could be it. I can't even lie. Like that. That definitely could be it. Cause it's like he is. He is one of the most personable and, and personal rappers in the game. Even if he's not writing it, what he's saying is some of the most personal shit. The problem with that, like with Jeezy and Ti, like they're still rapping in a very similar way as they always did. Like Jeezy might not be rapping the same cadences or topics or. It's still you still know a Jeezy like it, it still sounds like Jeezy. The, like Drake is choosing like this songs. My, my problem is that he has on every album he has songs where it's like that's it, that's it. There you go. Like to me, zero to a hundred is one of the best rap songs I heard in like years. Like I love like that's an amazing just rap song. And then what does he do? Right when you're like this nigga, you you body that shit. He switches it up and starts singing on the second half of the song. Like, like why? For what? That's that's when I start thinking it's not about growing. It's about I gotta appease both fan bases. I can't. Nah, I can't. I can't only do that. I gotta do both sides. That's why he's doing all of these. And I know a man can make his own business decision, but Drake just seems like a business more than a rapper at this point. Like the same way how like he's still, but he's oddly enough, he's more Canadian to me. Than Kendrick is West Coast, but he's less of a rapper to me than Kendrick is. Like he's definitely a business where he's like, I, right, I'm manufacturing this, and it's it's gonna be genuine emotion because that's the business. That's my business. It's like Hallmark cards. Like I'm gonna give you these whack ass, sometimes whack ass. Like I, I want you to keep it 92 plus eight for me. Whatever the fuck he said that motherfucker went crazy over Hallmark card lines. That's some shit you find at home, my card. What's 98 plus, what's 92 plus 8? You're 100. It's the dumb shit like that. That's his business. That's his brand, is making that. Making sure he has enough quotes that people can like put on their Facebook. He even says to himself, I make shit that you can go out to. Post online and shit. Like, that's his brand. Like, he's definitely growing, but it's a conscious effort to not rap as much, I think, personally. I'm gonna go through I like views. I'm, I'm a really I'm really giving, like, It's cool. Like, it's not bad. Cause I only went it's not bad. Like, it's not bad. Like, I went through it one time when I was, Just good, good music. Like mm. he's not worried about 
the dance of it, if there's a dance to the music, and he just want to make good quality music. And I think Views is an album where you can tell it's like good quality music. Like you said, there's no rap singles out right now. Yeah, it's pop music though. But it's it's good music. Yeah, it's, it's good, good music, pop. yeah. Mm. Just, just get his ass out of the rap category. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, but yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't want to hang on to this for too long. Maybe just one last thing. But then what does that do? See. It's like every rapper gets to that point where it's like, okay, I don't make rap no more. I make just music. So what does that... So then why do they complain or why do people get mad when you're like, okay, you just make music. You're just an artist. So don't get mad when we say you're not the hottest rapper in the game anymore. But they still claim best rapper. It's like, it's like, they, it's like if you're going to be an artist and be that artist, you just want to be that. You still have that internal drive to be the best rapper like drake says he's the best rapper almost every single like every time he raps at some point he mentions how he's better than anybody else you know what i mean it, so it's like it's like what do you want to be like snoop though didn't say that when was the last time you heard snoop say i'm the best rapper alive snoop was like i'm getting money i'm making the best music but for some reason drake is still like yeah i'm bodying niggas you can't touch my pen I mean, okay. Well, that's because he come from that era, you know. Like when you grow up, and like that's basically the mentality that you gotta take as a rapper. To me, like yeah. I can go in any battle, anywhere, anytime, and I can take you down with these bars. Like it, he just I, he comes from that era, so I can see why it's still in him to do it. It's just we have to disqualify him from the competition using PEDs. Okay. You know I, I, I wonder if he can just walk up on you and start freestyling murder. <laughs> Not if he ain't got that Blackberry. I'm not, but I'm not, I mean, even that, I want to know, like, does he need, like, does he need something, like, fuel for the fire? Does he need to know your background? Like, because I've met some people that can freestyle as they walk up on you, and they going to talk about you from head to toe and walk away, and you're going to feel like, what the heck? Like some Eminem type stuff, you know what I'm saying? is going to walk up on you and just start ripping you to pieces, like, talking about your shirt. Ain't going to be right. Ain't going to be right. Drake, not at all. That'd be crazy. Drake just came to you this softly. I'll slap the hell out of that. I don't know, man. I feel like Drake gonna be on the podcast like every week. Somehow, some way, I always end up going back to Drake because the dude stay in the news. He stay in the news. I would be mad as shit if Drake's walked up on me and started freestyling about it. I would be mad. Like, where are your stripes at? <laughs> where your, I'm gonna slap the shit out you. Where are your stripes at? <laughs> I ain't seen you in there. Sipe. Like, I still humiliating shit. Drake just walks up on you and starts freestyling and shit. Just, yo. This nigga Drake probably like rolled around the block like three times watching you and got notes. I right, I got it. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go. Hey guy, drop a look. What happened to your fly? Open it up. <laughs> like zip it up. What the fuck? What the fuck, Drake? Oh, um, but yeah. Run out of time. Real quick, we gotta talk about ATL Hope. Best show on TV right now. I mean, it's definitely my favorite. Everybody I, caught up? No, I haven't watched it. I was about to ask one question. Wait a minute. Wait a, wait I a minute. It. I haven't watched Hold it. Hold up. And, and wait I, a minute. I got reasons for me not watching it. And I'm about to ask you the main question. Go ahead. Is it Atlanta? That's the whole reason it's my favorite show. Like, I because there's so many shows it's, and then you place Atlanta around Atlanta that just might show you a piece of it. I want to know, is it, is it Atlanta? Is it zone one through six? Is it Atlanta? Bruh, this is the most Atlanta show that has ever been on television. 
ever. I'm gonna have to keep it. And I'm telling you from the first scene in the first episode, first when Erd comes on and talking to his girl, and she's like, I'm finna go out to a parent teacher conference. And she was like, at night, like that? Well, you must be either going to Magic City, Follies, or Cheetah. <laughs> I was like, oh, they already in the city. And continue on, JR Crickets. Going to get the wings, bruh, the lemon pepper with the sauce. <laughs> like, it's so Atlanta. I love that show to death, bruh. You have got to, I cannot believe you ain't watched it. I could have swore I told you as an assignment two weeks ago to go ahead and get on this show so we can talk about it on the pod. So I guess this, you might, you're going to have to sit this one out a little bit. Yo, this is such an interesting, interesting dynamic that I did not know we had that I love so much. You are drenched in the Atlanta culture and you watch the show from that perspective. I've been once and I've only known it through rap songs and Gladys Night food and um, shit like that. But when I watch it, the thing that makes me love it so much and hearing you, it's like, shit, that's the reason I like, I love it too, but not for those specific reasons of like those, the things they mentioned. It just feels like it feels warm. It feels authentic, authentically warm. It doesn't feel like it's generating this whole fall in love with these characters. They you they they throw you into their world. You know, we don't even know a, a lot of the characters' backstories fully. We just get thrown into that world, and it's like here it is. There is no big statement. There is no big. What are we talking about? But it's so like homemade surrealism the best scene one of the best scenes was this dude is and in in this in this era of don't say nothing bad about the transgenders and everything we're being so pc about that which we should you gotta always get you gotta always give people their um their rights to to live at the same time you gotta give them their rights to get joked about as well and he was sitting in um the holding cell or in um in bookings or whatever he was like Talking about like yeah, you know me and her. Used to, this guy was talking about how him and his girl used to, used to you know used to go at it, and some it, it is some girl that's like sitting next to him, and they were all like that dude, that chick, that chick is a dude, and they just kept saying it. He's like nah, nah, and like it wasn't even like a big punchline. He just looked at him and was like, oh, and just looked away. And then and like a scene later, one of the fucking guards was watching an inmate, like um. Like he, he's here every week. He was like acting crazy, going schizophrenic. Yeah, water and, the yeah and Donald Trump was like Donald Glover character Earn was like, yo, why don't you give some help? They like, shut the fuck up. Right. And that was like, yo, that's so real. Like, have you ever been arrested? These these COs, these fucking people who hold you there, they have fun at your expense. Not not like a torture, like make you like some fucking Baghdad shit, make you climb on top of each other naked and shit. But like, if you ask it about, yo, can you watch some TV? Then you're like, what you want to fucking watch? Man, get the fuck out. Like, just joking around with you when it's like, yo, bro, I'm here to serve some time and at least watch a little TV. You ain't got to make fun of me. But it's like, a, it's, a, it's a surrealism that is so normal. And, I, and that's the one thing about the show. The show does that all the time. It makes things that you would think of like, what the fuck? But then it's like, yep, that happens. And, and the thing about it is the, the show is so unpredictable. Uh-huh. Because you feel like you have a beat on it 
And then a guy knocks on the door in a Batman mask and says, does Paperboy live here? And then he just runs out. Runs like, out. You know, like, what is, what is that about? And then the other part of it that really gets to me is the fact that it's set in, like, 2016. So the soundtrack is just alive as Atlanta Radio. <clears throat> because I know in the last episode, uh, man, I forgot what song. They had a song in the title that, like, it just started getting played on the radio maybe, like, a month ago. And, like, that just shows me, like, man, these, these dudes not only went in to this show deciding that this, like, this is a living, breathing show, but this is something that could be happening right now. Somebody that's in a struggle trying to come up as a rapper and going through everything that it takes to get from being a street nigga all the way to the other side of being a legit rapper. And the show is unapologetically in your face, unequivocally, and so amazingly black. Like, the entire writer's room is black. The main director was a video director, a music video director, directing rap videos and shit. Like, it's like, and that might not make, and that might be the only statement the show makes, but you can tell there's nobody white writing on the show. Like, it's so different than any other show that's trying to talk about, like, the black culture, like, the, um, not the black culture, but the urban culture in a, in a certain sense, in the black experience. It's like, so many shows have tried, and they've had, like, predominantly white um, writer rooms, like, but this show, this show just seemed normal. It's like being black is normal. Being black isn't like this thing that's happening. Yes, it's happening and it is something that you gotta experience. But like, I think the fact that when we, the fact that we kind of make being black a lot of times the media and, and, and people make being black this whole like, whoa, 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 whoa. I, like that's a that's something that I'll never understand. So it's like this circus. It's like this circus freak. Like oh man, they're over there doing things I'll never understand. But I'm gonna still be sad about them because they're going through it. It's like no, we're just like those kids on heroin that you're not making them go to fucking jail for 20 years for a baggie of heroin and shit. We're just like them, those regular people that you're now making this a problem. Because they're regular and they're at your front door, that's us. That's what Atlanta does. Atlanta doesn't make it doesn't make any stigmas. It's not like, oh, I'm a black rapper. He's like, yo, I'm a, I rap because that's all I got left. Like that's it. That's all I got. And like I, I fucks with that. I fucks with like how real it is. And I hope it stays that black on purpose. I hope it stays. Like I hope it doesn't. Hope FX doesn't like say, well, he needs a white girlfriend or no, no. Like, I'm not saying don't add any white people because that'd be a mis. That's not Atlanta. Atlanta has white people, uh, but at the same time, I don't want that to be a focal point. I want this to remain the voice. It's like it's so refreshing. It's 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 like it's just in like this show and the HBO show Insecure with Issa Rae. Like those two shows are gonna be the shows that really push it. I, I, I gotta watch Insecure because I watched the the. The, the YouTube series. My like, dude. She she go in, bro. She goes in. She got a she ends a song. She ends it with a song about broke pussy at karaoke. Like oh, she's gonna, hilarious gonna, in this episode. This oh man, that, you had something to say about the show. Oh no, I was just saying it's basically like a 
show about my life right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's that's part of the reason why I said is like this show is about people in Atlanta today. You know, and it's so relatable because if you ever been in Atlanta for a a serious amount of time, there's at least at least one scene per episode that you've probably been through. Like mm. the parking episode where, uh, you know, uh, Erd and his girl trying to go out to eat and can't find any parking, trying to get to this restaurant that his partner told him about that was supposed to be real cheap. And he ends up getting next to a homeless guy in a, in a Kroger vest and a lightsaber talking about come park over here for $10. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey, Kisha just got hit like that like a couple of months ago, bro. She went downtown. A homeless guy hit her with the same thing. She came back out from the museum. She went to with a boot on the car. Exactly. <laughs> that, that's what I'm talking about, bro. This, this is so true. And it's, it's why I think they won't really mess with the show. And I think because of, for one, the, the formats that you have out here, or platforms, I should say, because you got the Netflixes and the Hulus, and people are just giving money for shows, and then you have a hit like Mr. Robot, where Sam Ismail is basically giving artistic license to do whatever you want. You want to make a 74-minute episode? Fuck it. Do what you want to. And, they just, right. and USA is letting him do what he wants, so as long as FX gives... Uh, Donald Glover, his artistic license, I don't think you're going to have nothing to worry about. The only reason Atlanta is the best show on TV is because Mr. Robot ended last week. That, <laughs> that's the reason why I said it's the best show on TV. I, I'm so happy you missed it. We're not going to get into that because I literally will be here for an hour. I can't not... I'm not ready for that wormhole, bro. <laughs> yo, that is the smartest show. I've ever I've ever watched in my life. It is it makes me it made me feel dumb in such a happy way because I figured my way out. <laughs> that show is so good. Like it's like it's it's stupid. It's almost like this this moment where I'm like this is a movie every episode. This is like Fight Club every episode. Yeah. But but that's another day. Yeah, I'm gonna say this real quick on robot. Because I just listened to the director and it kind of goes back to uh, just kind of the chance the rapper and it kind of just tied bow on the whole podcast. But the thing that Mr. Robot does that a lot of TV shows are not doing is it's daring to go in a direction that is, you know, reserved for other lanes. You know, it's not oh plot plot, you know, middle, beginning, and end. It's like, well, we do got something to get to, but we're gonna get there when we get to it. You know, talking about uh phase two. You know, they didn't come, oh, man. they didn't come off the rip with phase two until, you know, like damn they're like four or five episodes into the season when we already knew what the plan was from the last season. And like that just tells me like, man, these these networks are really letting the creatives be creative. They're not writing a billion notes. They're not bringing in these editors and you know other writers. They're letting Sam Ismail do his thing, and you know you can see that in the rap game. Can we big up how Mr. Robot won 
kept gave Craig Robinson his greatest role he's ever been in. Two Ooh, kept missed kept Mr. Um uh, Joey Badass on the show. Three is one of the only shows that is predominantly white that had two black characters speak and say nothing about a, a white actor. And then four in the credits. They don't call Joey Badass by his real name. In the credits, it says Joey, Joey Badass. Yeah. This show is so us. It, it's, it's, that's what Atlanta feels like. It feels like this is our show. I'm not watching it. Like Breaking Bad felt like it, it just, I mean, those kind of shows feel like I'm watching a show. Mass that America. This feels like it's our show. Like them, this is us. We made this show. I'm glad I do have Atlanta because I was about to say, like, I don't have anything left to watch. Bruh, I could put you on some shows, bruh. I could put, yo, Oprah, her own network, got some shows, man. Queen Sugar, that's a fight. That I've show is. I've been hearing about that. I, I, my homegirl had mentioned that, and uh, I'm, I'm going to check that out when I got a minute. Hot. Like, and also, if you can get the app, whatever, check out Greenleaf. The whole season just ended, so you can binge on that. That's on that's on Oprah's show too, bro. They got some shows. Like I'm like Oprah got some shows, man. Mm-hmm. All right. Shout out Harpo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, over there, man. I'm going to to get uh I'm going to get down with the movement. But uh man, it's been good talking with you Kibo. We got to get up out this guy cuz I know I'm yeah. in the studio right now. I'm about to put on another shirt and get some cola drink. But what you got coming out this week that the people need to look for? Yo, coming out this week, I'm probably I got this big feature coming out either this week or next week. Is big feature about the three futures of the music video, and I told I spoke to Party Next Door's manager and the person who shot his video for um, "Come and See Me" with Kylie Jenner. It's and they put that on Snapchat exclusively. I, I it's pretty. It, it, it was the most laborious thing I've ever done in my life, and I got a couple of videos coming out. I got a couple of videos on this on the series. I started a video series with Digital Trends called um, Dot Life, so I got a couple of episodes coming out from that in the next week or two. So definitely be on the lookout for that. Oh, so wait, did you brainstorm that before or after we did the podcast about music videos? I I I, the, I did the entire article. The, the article's done. I did. I I've been doing. I've worked on that article for like a month. Okay. Like, yeah, month. Like, yeah, we just talked about that. Yeah, that's yo. Not only did you just talk about it, I just came from like a panel, like today about this new VR music video featuring One Direction. It's like, it's like right when I finished, everybody was like, "Did you know that music videos are good?" Like, oh, here we go. Here we go. All right, then, man. Easy, you got something you need to pump right now? Easy. Man, you know what I'm saying? October 5th, the mixtape will be dropping. Hosted exclusively by Hood Rich, DJ, DJ Chameleon. Executive produced the whole mixtape. Um, Marvel J, I don't know how I forgot my partner name like that. It's me and my brother. You know what I'm saying? Play it two times. Like I said, the mixtape, October 5th, intent to distribute in the streets everywhere. Apple iTunes, Tidal, Google Play, everything you can stream it on, Spotify, my mixtapes, live mixtapes, we're gonna be everywhere. Check your local blog sites, we're gonna be there too. And it's it's I yeah, Grimo, ENT Lake. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
Already, man. Everybody give, give out your Twitter handle so you can get your followers up. Oh, it's easiest life everything. Y'all dig that now. E-A-Z-Y-S life at everything. You ain't gotta switch it up. It's everything. Just type it in for any platform. I'm gonna pop up. Dreadhead, six, seven, let's get it. Keith. Yo. I said, what's the topic about you on Twitter, man? Find me on Twitter, J-U-S-A-I-R-E, just air, you know what I mean? Find me on there. And if you want, I warn you, if you come and want to follow me on Twitter, and you I, be prepared to read a lot of arguments. That's all I'm saying. I got to give disclaimers now, because... People DM me like I didn't know it was gonna be that tough. Like though I didn't know you was gonna be talking that much about. I talk, I talk. So be wary. Hey, that that's just the Twitter beast, man. And, <laughs> and um, I'm Ashley at the main event on Twitter. You can follow the show at the Rundown South on Twitter. You got any comments? Email the show or email me cl at the Rundown dot com. And uh, we out here. Peace. Peace. This is the running down. This is the running.